Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us in Christ with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places. Amen. So earthly life rarely comes at us in a single way, and even more so today. You can hear about the praise of life this past week, over 100 babies being born in 92 hours to break a hospital record in Texas. And just like that, you can also note the violence reported in Chicago over the same week in July 4th, having 100 people shot, the deadliest yet for 2021. Of course, the danger always comes with focusing on the bad and not the good. And you're subjected to both a great deal in today's world. This, of course, in itself should tell us something about the fixation of our sinful nature when we gravitate so quickly to the bad things. But at the same time, violence weighs upon life. It's hard to ignore it. And if you ignore it too long, it gets really bad really quick. And we know from Scripture, this murderous spirit goes back as far as Cain killing Abel. You have to wonder, then, why does St. Mark include such a violent story in his gospel account that we hear today? His account is also, frankly, the longest record on the beheading of John the Baptizer. However, the verses that you didn't hear today, the verses prior and after our reading, show St. Mark does not want us to be only fixated upon what you heard as that attention on John the Baptizer. You only hear it at the very beginning when Herod heard about it, about Jesus' ministry. And so when Herod had his flashback on John, Jesus actually was sending out his disciples. It reads, So they went out and proclaimed that people should repent. And they cast out many demons and anointed with oil many who were sick and healed them. And again, after John's death, we face another outcome right after the verse you heard. The disciples returned to Jesus and told him all that they had done and taught. You see, earthly life is not a nice and neat package. But God already knows this and why his gospel is so necessary. Even in the depths of violence, God is at work in the mess of a fallen world with salvation. Violence tempts us of a messy scene. Thou shalt not murder clung to the heart of Herod. It's been a long time since John the baptizer was not on the scene, but it clung to his heart. While hearing the Jesus ministry with his disciples, Herod fixated on John. His violent action could not escape the word as an authority that accused his conscience. It troubled him. John, risen from the dead, would be due justice, wouldn't it? To such injustice rendered by Herod. However, the truth we know is John did not rise. And this ruler frankly, got away with murder. 
Such violence tempts us to accuse God even today as it comes on the scene. But it's this, that John still preached against Herod, as did with the word with the other martyred prophets in Israel's dark past. It only spoke all the louder when they died that God's word was faithful. Without repentance, you see, guilt over sin naturally goes on to one thing. It's called power plays. Luther comments, King Herod puts his finger on a common vice which is so prevalent in the world, namely every man, and particularly great lords, want the reputation of hearing the word of God gladly and yet cannot suffer to be rebuked by it. John felt the power play of imprisonment to preserve Herod's reputation and his livelihood, how he wanted life to be for the way he saw fit. Not too messy, prison, but necessary, knowing also Herodias and John were like fire and oil. God's law calls out real sin made by real people. And if you cannot bear this call of repentance, and however it may come, then the way of Herod, it will be. And yet power plays only end up falling prey to the service of death. It all came crashing down, didn't it, upon Herod when he had his birthday party? And it turned into a display of gross violence with John's head on a platter and there was no birthday cake. Herodias knew how to have what she wanted and used the system to work for her. And it forced Herod into a corner, a very tight corner. His weakness, of course, was evident of what happened and why he fell into this pride, okay? We notice the cowardice, nature, not to uphold the good, but to compromise everything to save face. Even if it was kind of going to be a sad outcome. He had too much to lose. And so John dead was an unfortunate decision, but something more than remorse must redeem such an injustice by sinners. St. Paul gives the only answer in 1 Timothy, the only answer to such things that we're not willing to lose. The saying is trustworthy and deserving of full acceptance that Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners of whom I am the foremost. Now, since violence, as we know, we left up the cross, the crucified Lord Jesus, we know violence took hold of Jesus. And so following him is messiness that prevails. The word made flesh has authority to free the conscience. John the baptizer he preached and he baptized people. That was his mission. As the forerunner to God, being in the messiness, though, 
Because the authority of Jesus as God established the gospel, not John. And so while John rising came to mind for Herod, oh boy, he's come back to get me. It was Jesus' ministry that was now rising on the scene. This Lamb of God in perfect humanity was to take away the sin of the world. It was to get at every sinner and to give a perfect and sufficient sacrifice. The injustice of violent sinners, God would take captive, wouldn't he? And he would do it by crucifying Jesus. And so St. Paul says, God disarmed the rulers and authorities and put them to open shame by triumphing over them in him and Jesus. More than preaching from the grave, the risen Jesus defeated death and his kingdom has life to free troubled consciences. So if you're troubled by today's issues of power and violence, which can look pretty ugly or can frankly be covered up with some piety, come to the Lord who does not put it behind anything but a bloody scene of his own son's death to put us in the proper place of trust in the Lord. And if you're the one who indeed has rendered things in your life, which most of all of us certainly have in some way, shape, or form, and we're still doing it, God calls us to repentance and to hear forgiveness from such violent ways that we act as sinners. The guilty are to see the power play by God violently saves by grace. If the common sin like Herod is preserving reputation at all costs, Jesus conformed himself to the will of the Father to have the reputation to be the suffering servant, messy. And it was absolutely necessary. St. Paul proclaims, For our sake he made him to be sin who knew no sin, so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. We might get a clue. The power play of a guilty Jesus, bound to the cross, came finally to Herod. You know that, right? This is the same Herod who beheaded John who would greet Jesus. And guess what? This time, his verdict was outright violence. He didn't have an executioner go and lop off the head behind the scenes. I don't have to get my hands dirty. Herod was right there. And look about what happens. He doesn't kill a prophet, but God in our flesh, he accuses. Luke notes it. In his gospel, he says, And Herod, with his soldiers, treated Jesus with contempt and mocked him. Then arraigned him in the splendid clothing, he sent him back to Pilate. Worse than rejecting God's law of justice over real sin made by real people is to dismiss Jesus as the real God sent to justify us as the real Savior. Forgiveness, one, gives us a service, a great service, now to the righteous king of life. Instead of a birthday party gone mad, Jesus made his violent love on the cross to be at work for us by water and his redeeming word. That's why the church has baptism, right? 
In him, St. Paul says, when you heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation, and believed in him, were sealed with the promised Holy Spirit. To be sealed means there is no more being cornered. And this is what baptism does for everyone, a child or even for an adult. But forgiven is what we are through water and the word as we died and rose with Christ by baptism. It wasn't your work. It wasn't your glory. It was God's goodness for you. This continues daily now, though. It continues as we receive a good confession of Jesus before our very life. This is why we have confirmation. So we learn about what this means, isn't it? Before our life to die and rise with Jesus. To have our lives not be justified because they're pretty violent in the way we act as sinners. But Jesus calls us daily to forgiveness and a way forward to be very different kind of people by his grace. There's a world of injustice before us. And it's not just out there, it's even within the church. Okay? But earthly life has never been nice and neat. So don't get shocked over the way things go in a church or even in a society. It was never a nice and neat package to begin with. Here's the thing. Earthly life has never respected the law of God all that well. And it laughs even more at the gospel that God gives freely as a gift to sinners. Our righteous king is in the mess with us, for he knows the deepest violence against the bad. Jesus brings the good as God, and in his sacrament, he is the, the right to proclaim his death until he comes. Herod's flashback gets the attention. That's what you heard today. That's what you fixated on. But the disciples of Christ go about his mission, and that's what we are told to attend to as well. It may mean martyrdom. It may mean suffering and even death. But that's not the attention. It's going about the mission because God cares a great deal for a sinful world. Allie's confirmation verse today calls us into this mess of earthly life. I don't know if you chose that verse because you knew that, but it does. Her confirmation verse says, Be strong and courageous. Do not be frightened and do not be dismayed, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. Joshua chapter 1. Following Jesus is always good news. He died and rose from the dead, never to die again. Take heart with witness, mercy, and life together. Even in the depths of violence, God is at work in the mass of a fallen world with salvation. Amen. The Lord gives strength to his people. The Lord bless his people with peace. Amen.